Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 4th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm doing good. I, uh, we're back, you know, after an unexpected <laughs> layoff. I don't know if it was unexpected. I think, you know, we signed off Wednesday. Like, hey, that was a pretty good episode. You know, Friday morning. We'll see. Play it by ear. We, we, I know we, we didn't mean to let anybody down there. To be clear, seems like you were was, you were you were uh, trying to be Jason Day, really trying to pull it off. I was, you know, when I do these things, I like to really immerse myself in the character, go full, you know, Daniel Day Lewis type character actor, and you know, I just thought, you know, it sustained a, a, an injury completely unrelated that wouldn't prevent me from podcasting, but I had to pull out, I had to WD. So that's uh. Well, you know, we missed getting to talk about, you know, what happened to China and, and Bermuda, early round of Bermuda, you know. Yeah. Did you have a good Halloween? Yeah, it was it was good. It was it was a good Halloween. How about you? You you've been busy. That's... You had the parade, you had all kinds oh, yeah. of stuff. Full going. full weekend. Had a had a, a birthday party last night with an open bar. A little worse for the wear. Two hour open bar, birthday party. Oh. Just something I can get get with, but yeah, Halloween was good. I got to yell at some kids over the ring. So we have one of those ring doorbells. Uh-huh. You know what the, what yeah, the, the camera? Video. We yeah, the video. Yeah, we were in another neighborhood. We're on our way home, and like, eh, I didn't look at it all night. I put a giant cooler out of candy. Like, no way you could run out. Big cooler, because it was going to pour, and there were like tornado warnings. It's like the last one. We're on our way home. And... uh like I open, I'll check. It's like six rugrats just shoveling candy, just shoveling, which is fine. Like that's what's gonna happen. They don't abide by the yeah. take two rule or whatever. Like I'm totally cool with that. And then they started laughing about the ring camera. Like <laughs> oh my god, they have a camera, and they're laughing and pointing at it. It's like all right, maybe I'll click on the intercom and scare the <laughs> hell out of them. So I hit. He's like, hey, take two only, and they sprint off. The stoop. One of them trips over this like cord to like one of these blow up things we got in the front yard. So that was the highlight of my Halloween. Just kind of ad- added a little fun to it. So, um, how was yours? You good? Yeah, down it was in good. Florida. It was good. I got, I'm back in Chicago. I had uh, I I I looked up at the trees. I I think I mentioned this on the pod a couple of weeks ago and saw <laughs> all these leaves after I spent a whole day raking. I was like, God, there's 80% of the tree. The leaves are still up there. And I came home, and it was like the tree took a, just a dump all over my lawn. I mean, there were leaves everywhere. I mean, 
<laughs> I almost had to submit today, like midway through raking the leaves. It was so bad. There's so many. It was it was just a disaster. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Burb Life. That's 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 the you know that's the fall. Yeah. But you know who also took a dump today? Mitch Trubisky. I let's. I don't want to talk about it. I I I don't want to talk about it. I don't need to talk about it. It's it, let's talk about Rory winning. You know, Rory. Oh my God. Prince, Prince of Pontevedra claims claims his uh, claims his another uh, LUP championship. <clears throat> well, so I'm thinking like, you know how they have like the uh, there's like the the Grand Slam, then there's like the Tiger Slam. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like the Triple Crown and other sports and stuff. This is at, this is the what I'm calling the first ever Lup Slam. First ever Lup Slam. And what qualifies for that, and it's historic moment. It's it's you have to win a normal PGA tour event, which he did, Canadian RBC. Canadian, yeah. You you have to win the players, win the FedEx Cup, and win a WGC in the same cal- calendar year, and you will have qualified for the rare Lup Slam. And I'll, I think Roy, I'll, I mean I'll this might be like there's one thing missing. One thing what? is missing. What's that? What's that? Wyndham elevated status event. <laughs> that could be out. Ele- yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe it, maybe it could be, be WGC slash elevated status. <clears throat> That's fine. <clears throat> That's fine. But a WGC players FedEx Cup, like all. I mean, I don't know what you get. Like, I, I, maybe this is more prestigious than the Career Slam for Rory. I don't know. If winning the Lup Slam. What do you get? Like a a golf board, live under par, golf board, maybe a lifetime supply of Bud Light Lime or something. And a, uh, I don't know, money to buy 200,000 fake followers well, for social media platform of your choice to juice your impressions <laughs> to live under par. So maybe that's what you, that that's, I don't know. The Lup Slam though, this is a new award, new category. I don't know if anyone will ever do it like Rory, like the Tiger Slam is its own thing, but this is. Henceforth, known as the Lups. I mean, it's got to be a pretty accomplished player. There have been there have been some fluky players championed wins. So yeah. it's got to be a year where a truly you know great player wins the wins the players. So so just to recap, Rory. I mean, did make a bogey on the weekend. This is just like a. I mean, he is the Prince of Panavidra. It's unbelievable. I mean, this he's playing unbelievable WGC. golf. Uh, unbelievable golf, but Xander like made him work for it. After not, he didn't make a bogey over his last like forty holes. I think Rory. I guess he was and sick Xander all week too. Xander <clears throat> had the flu. Yeah. So and, and he like I think he birdied the last, forced the playoff. It's a par five, and, and Rory wins with the birdie. You know he hits this driver to this obscene angle, this obscene line to like a narrow strip on the fairway and then hits a four iron to like 25 feet makes birdie wins in the playoffs. So, um, but this, does any of this, does this even matter though? I think it does to him. He said he's closing in on Brooksy on the world. OWGR. But like, I, I, does it matter until he does it in a major? Like, well, I don't really oh, that's like the other that's thing. Like the thing is like until he does it in a major. That's the other thing, a stipulation for the Lup Slam. You cannot win a major. You're disqualified <laughs> if you won a major that same year. 
doesn't that's disqualifying for the love slam i wonder if sean uh, sean martin could dive into the stats and find if there's ever been another lup slam winner well it's pretty easy because the fedex cup's only 12 years old so you can kind of quickly eliminate narrow it uh um, did fear no fear didn't win the would have been tiger but I, tiger didn't when tiger won the players only in 2013 and 2001 or whatever it was so yeah um, First ever Lup Slam winner. What, so I, yeah, what do you, you think the you, Lup Slam trophy should be? I don't know. Just like a like a some sort of mashup between like a Facebook thumbs up, like an Instagram heart, <laughs> maybe a Twitter fave type, some sort of like trophy that captures all those things. So, but um, then with like some some text that's got all the you know the under par text live bullsh- under bullshit yeah, with yeah. like the bottoms the extra bottoms it's, it's not it's not just a way to play it's a way to be um yeah so what do you mean what are you question what are you talking about why does this matter does it does this matter what are you i'm just getting at that I, he's all the only thing rory to me is in the category where the only thing that matters for his career legacy are major championships. I would agree. Do you think it does anybody does anybody care it between twenty and fifty PGA tour wins? Does anything matter between even ten and thirty five PGA tour wins? I don't care. Yeah, I'm not sure it does. I care about major, like if you've won ten PGA Tour events, like that's a big deal. I would say, right? And and okay, then, but then yeah. from there, all that really matters is major championships. I mean, I I would agree with this, but then I'd also raise the question: like, maybe we are overvaluing majors. Then that that's that's the case. Like that's crazy. That like all of a sudden, like, what? Let me ask yeah, you a question. When you're evaluating like a gr- a great swimmer or a runner, do you go to yeah. do you go to how many you know random little world championships they've won, or do you go to Olympic gold medals? I, I, I yeah, I understand that there's the gold medals. Yeah, you do it when it yeah when there it, are just certain benchmarks. When the best of the best that. are in the field, and the the <coughs> and most importantly with golf when. You're at the creme de la creme venues. Right. Right. I know. I, I mean, yeah. Like playing playing the sense. Cincinnati Masters in tennis is a lot different than playing in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Right. Totally. Well, that, yeah. I, and this is unfortunately where Rory is in his career, fortunately or unfortunately, however he views it. But like, yeah, you've had so much success that all that matters is um majors right now how how do you succeed in majors i i think like oddly enough we're, like it's swung the other way for someone like jordan spieth where like winning a wgc would matter right now yeah It'd be a big thing for him and i think that that like with ricky fowler he's in a weird <laughs> spot where one major matters a ton but after he wins the one major then getting to 10 wins would be a big deal yeah yeah, different lenses with through which we we view different different players. But for Rory, um, I think like Rory, DJ, um, you know, 
Justin I, Rose. DJ's DJ's certainly one. I think JT's probably there right now. Yeah. Getting there. Like like you gotta win majors. We wanna see you win majors kind of thing. We know you're awesome. Um there's yeah, there's only I, five guys that really are like that where majors are the really the only thing that matters. Yeah. One thing I will say that mattered today is this the most dramatic single day in the history of the FedEx Cup. Oh, I wanted to say something about that. Yes. This is this has got to go down this in is history. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I mean, how often are you going to get this with, like, two events, the opposite field, where the number one guy is in the opposite, like, the non-WGC. It's just, and you have this opportunity to seesaw on different different sides of the globe. It honestly might be the most dramatic day in the history of FedEx Cup standings. I mean, <laughs> to think that the best player in the world changed hands today. And Brooks wasn't even involved. Twice. Like you know how Brooks had that quote about the rear view. I would have loved. I saw that somebody asked Rory about it, catching Brooks, and I would have loved if yeah. if Rory had said, "Well, you know, last I checked, <laughs> Brooks was like two hundredth in FedEx Cup points." <laughs> I'm I'm catching. I'm going after Lanto, not Brooks. Lanto's <laughs> my. Guy. Oh, and just well, like. Do you see after he won, the PGA Tour tweets out this thing that said, uh, Rory said the race for three was back on in September. And uh, the only two-time winners of the FedEx Cup have won in back-to-back weeks to start their 2019-2020 season, referring to Tiger. He goes, the race is on for the first three-time Tiger, uh, three-time FedEx Cup champion. And Rory has to like do this talk. He talks into the microphone. And he's like, I've joined Tiger's the only two time, and now we're on the race for the three time. Do you think Tiger, like, if Tiger is motivated or driven by winning a third FedEx Cup next year, then I like know nothing about golf. I cannot believe they are tweeting this out on November third, like the year before any of this shit would matter. Like almost whatever, ten months before any of this matters. And they're talking about the race for three between Tiger and Rory. Well, they're both in the top five or top ten of the FedEx Cup. This is, this is uh, you, they they lost the chase for eighty two. There are forty but events, they, but they hey they end. lost the chase for eighty two, and now they got the race for three. I mean, this would be like talking like the Browns are going to are one and one, and they're going to be good. Like this doesn't matter. There's forty more events to play. Like I just don't. It's. I I cannot believe that's the framing that they took after after that one. So, but again, it was good to see Lanto get it back, rip it from him. Only he, <laughs> he, he had went to finish T sixty or better to get the number one spot back. You know, just a couple hours. Rory had had the lead for only a few hours. Do you think he popped some champagne about being back on top of <laughs> FedEx? You, you know, what's kind of sad is that they haven't updated the this is. This is still a problem that they haven't updated the FedEx Cup standings yet. So they don't accurately oh. reflect that Lanto is number one again. I, I I have that. I have him as number one. Well, I've got two leaderboards up and they both say that Rory. One oh, says Rory is number one yeah. and the other one says the Lanto's number one. 
Well, this is like the tech. The tech hasn't. They can't accommodate opposite field weeks. Like the same with, you know, making the par four or par three last week in Zozo. Is, who's the uh, who's the technology partner? Is it CDW? I think that's right. It melts is, down the is this frames a, or whatever. Is this an indictment on CDW's technology? No, I, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. It could be. Could be. Uh, um, but yeah, so Lanto's back on top. Great, great day for the FedEx Cup standing update. It's moment to shine. I, I am going to say one thing. Rory has been insanely good. I yeah. think, I don't know if I've read this off. His his ranks on strokes gained from last year, individual in each one. Yeah. First and off the tee, twelfth in approach, nineteenth around the green, and twenty fourth in putting. Like there's no like Rory stinks at putting anymore right now. Yeah. The wedge thing he kinda has shored up enough, right? Sort of, maybe. You, uh, did I tell um, you? I did you hear about him having to switch wedges every single tournament when no. he switched to the TaylorMade ball? Uh, I don't think I heard that. Eh, maybe I have. I don't remember. What is it? He was struggling with like the spin, get the ball to spin. Yeah. He was switching well, wedges he... every single tournament because he needed the Are fresh grooves. Yeah, that's <clears throat> crazy. Because you remember the whole reason he talked about switching was for the ball right yeah. he got i mean he basically like threw titleist under the bus at that players championship press conference you remember that yeah about how like he went to taylor made just for the ball i i don't think i knew that part about the wedges um that's funny so that's just uh he's gonna play one more time he's gonna play that dp world tour championship in dubai or whatever it is so he could could pass Kepka, I get, I suppose. And he's one ranking. point behind. I don't know if he could or not. Allegedly, he can. Who knows? It's, it's no, is that Nosferatu? If 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 it's Nosferatu all, says it is, then it's official. No, I actually, yeah, I don't have that. I don't. I, I didn't check him. But uh, they were just making up shit to care about here. You know, like worrying about who's going to be OWGR number one in December. So. Um, well, that's any the other time thoughts? of year we're at. On China, any other thoughts? Hey, not really. I mean, this, <laughs> this tournament to me is kind of a snoozer. It's, uh, Did you watch a single shot? Honestly, I don't know that I saw a single shot. I was really busy. I was traveling last night, and uh, yeah, I, I just, haven't I, watched. I, a shot. I, it doesn't do anything for me. Congrats to Rory, though. Should we get to Bermuda? A Bermuda champion. Now, this is something I'm interested in talking about. <laughs> Brendan Todd, Todd Watch. Amazing. How many other people picked him in one and done pools this year? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I saw the writing on the wall. I knew, you know, fellow Brendan here, it w- he'd find his game <laughs> again. Sure, he had the yips and he was hitting the ball 50 yards right, he said, and couldn't. You know, couldn't fix it no matter what. Knew why he was doing it, but couldn't stop it from happening. I, but I knew he was going to win again. I demand a retraction from PGATour.com, from Mike McAllister. Oh, God. I what demand happened? it. In his <laughs> article about Brendan Todd's win, he said, based strictly on... Uh, it, so he, he talks about Todd stared intently at his coach and then made a declaration. You know, I'm going to win again, he said. <laughs> 
Hughes didn't hesitate in his response. I have no <laughs> doubt. Based on strictly uh, based strictly on results, that was a laugh was laughable to hear. After all, Todd had entered the 2019 calendar year having made the cut in just six of his previous 47 events. He was not on anybody's radar to claim a second PGA t- title. No, no, no. He Bullshit. was on one man's radar. <laughs> I'd say boosting him as a one-and-done pick is the radar. That, that is on the radar firmly. More so, than a radar. I don't care that he'd missed 37 of 40 cuts. I went with him. I rode the horse. Shit, he almost broke 60 today. I mean, it was just, just blew everybody out. Boat raced him. And then they put the... So... They put like the hashtag 59 watch up on the screen. <laughs> the screen. And I got like real confused. I like looked up. I was like, holy shit. Is that... And then it just said Todd. And then underneath it, hashtag. I was like, <laughs> I did a double take. Todd watch came true today. So for seriously, for a minute though, like again, like so the PGA tour, in my opinion, this fall stretch, like, I don't know that we need to have these tournaments, but they're on a heater, right? We talked about how, you know, you have like a Neiman type or you have the, the Cam Champ story was amazing and at Safeway. Um, just really on a run, in my opinion. And then they go to Asia, they get JT, Tiger, and Rory. You know, three straight weeks. But, like, we also love the PGA Tour for this this story, this Brendan Todd story that, like, and we trashed the Bermuda Championship. Or we trashed the field, at least. Um, but like this guy, two things can be true. This is a great story and this event stinks that these are not dependent of each other. They are (laughs) mutually independent things. It was so good. They did it today at one point it went Brian Gay and David Hearn back to back. I was like, are they, is is somebody playing a prank on me? Like, is this Brock? Is this? Like close circuit TV, like is this just for like my personal enjoyment? <laughs> how Shotgun about how about Harry giggles? Hicks was? I, mean, I know. Had it not, it, Todd blew him out to sea, but you know, that, had it not been for Todd's just sensational I run. Know. Hey, one last yeah. thing about the McAllister article. I don't okay. think they have the bot editing. The bot would have caught the. You know, they would have had your your prediction indexed properly. <sighs> Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, the, the bot the, can run that. Yeah, had the bot been, you know, I think they need to put bot the bot in more of a editorial controlling position. <laughs> so I, I don't know. This is so the guy missed thirty seven of forty cuts. It's just I I I, I love this story. Oh, I, it's the I, best. He's talking about how he misses it fifty yards. This is what he told. I think he told Golf Channel. Um. It's like I, I missed it like 50 yards right. And like I knew what I was doing. I just couldn't fix it and I couldn't stop. I was like I was hitting a 450 yards right out of play every round. And I did it for two years. He fell outside the top 2,000 in the world. Um, I got, and, and now he's like pushing 60. I got some good quotes from the McAllister piece. There's a lot of good okay. quotes in here too. Okay. And you okay. know, I it, it, right off the bat, it just got me in a bad mood because they – disregarded your you know your bold predictions so here's todd i lost golf balls i was hitting it in hazards and hitting it right a lot of it was mental some of it was the fact that i changed my swing and i basically battled 
uh, that scary yip feeling all of 16. And even if I had a tournament where I didn't hit it, I was so scared of hitting it, I would hit it to the left, and I would chip and putt my way to 72. And I missed a <laughs> thousand cuts. Then you're trying to find whether it's a new teacher or a new method or whatever it. Um, I basically spent 16, 17, 18 doing it, doing that. I just couldn't figure out what what it was. So, I mean, he went, he he lost his status completely. Right. He was talking to his manager about opening up another business, like completely right. out of the he game. Was ready. Yeah. Um, yep. His his former swing teacher it was great. He talks a little bit about what happened, how he's trying to get him to launch it higher, and how it he hit it behind the ball. But uh, Scott Hamilton or uh, Scott Hamilton is his former teacher who, and he said, yeah. "I taught I taught BT when he was at his best, and I'm I'm half involved with in screwing him up." <laughs> so oh, really, yeah. So he took some blame. Um, you really, you know, like props to that guy because the teacher, like a lot of these teachers, there's a lot of vanity involved right now. You know, a lot of it's marketing and a lot of it's, you know, I, I think we're, it's kind of swinging back thanks to social media and stuff like that, where like there's more meritocracy as opposed to just marketing. Wait, you're, and you're golf saying digest. social media is bringing meritocracy back to swing. No, no. I think like, I think like guys can kind of find a niche and find a place more so than just relying on, you know, some Raider at golf digest or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a a top 50 ranking. I don't know. I I think like a lot of that was marketing and stuff like that. Um, or, or networking, I should say networking. So do you, do you know how he found his new teacher? Who? No. How? He read it's Bradley read, Hughes, read, right? Read, the, read a book by Bradley Hughes, <laughs> and then he just he called him up. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that's really that's it's like an amazing story. And now he won the PGA Tour, so I love his old teacher talking about how he maybe screwed him up a little bit, and reads a book and figures it out. Yeah, and so he said that because he had that big right miss. Yeah. The first thing they did was that they he told them to open the club face even more. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Like he 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 opened the club face and then all of a sudden he had to like move his body through the ball. Right. And uh right. he got like that feel back. So it interesting. I mean it it's just cool to see. I mean, I always imagined John Lester one day being able to pick somebody off at first base. Throw to first. It's never yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and no, Brendan not. Todd essentially overcame what John Lester couldn't, or Chuck Knobloch couldn't, Steve Sachs, Rick Ankiel. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. He said he read a Rick Ankiel book, too. Really? I mean, That's kind of amazing. He too. embraced the yips. This, this leaderboard's amazing. Have you ever played with somebody that's got the yips? Uh, besides myself, um, no, you don't, I don't have think the so. yips. No, no, I don't. You just uh, stink. I don't. <laughs> that's that's act. I'm playing better. I, I've got the bug. I got the bug. Better's a relative term, but I, I, I'm I'm semi-respectable, I suppose. Um, no, have you? 
What I, like, in high just full in, on yips? So in high school, there's a kid that played on a rival high school who had the full blown putting yips. I mean, oh god, he was a great ball striker, and I mean, he would get on greens and like seven putt. It was insane. Oh, I, I feel like you told me this. I, t- story. I think I did tell you this story, but he would, he would, he was fine outside yeah. of four feet. And like you, wasn't he like really good tee to green? Oh yeah, like he was awesome. incredible. You'd, you know, you'd be playing these nine hole matches. He had all nine greens. He was like a machine, and you'd shoot forty three. <laughs> <laughs> and he was good outside of four feet. So like, it was Would so he purposefully. Well, it was knock it, Pat. Like it was crazy. You're playing against him, and I was literally like rooting for him to stay outside of the yip zone. It was so hard to watch. I mean, one one day he held it together the entire round, and he had, he was making bombs. And then, like when he was missing, yeah. it was five feet away, and he'd make it. He was like a really good putter from five feet. And yeah. then on the last hole, he stuck it to like three feet, and he seven putted. Oh my god. <laughs> And it was oh like, I mean, it's the craziest thing I've, I, I couldn't watch. I would, I would turn <laughs> around and I'd be like, Hey, uh, Hey John, what, what'd you make? <laughs> oh shit. That's awful. He He's literally not to hit, hit his irons too close. You don't want to hit him too close. He literally on that, that day he hit a putt and it, it was an, uh, it was I've never seen it. It was he needed the ball to roll two revolutions to go in, and he hit it one revolution. <laughs> anyway, uh, the yips uh, is the is the scariest thing in the world. Yeah, it's not. You don't wish on anyone. But again, we get a story like this. Hopefully, I don't know. There's hope for somebody like Smiley Coffin, Kaufman, or somebody like. Ooh, I think he posted a 67. Here's a question. Did Big CBD have anything to do with this? I was I saw it on the hat in the after the interview afterwards. Um you have to wonder. I don't know. I mean you know what's crazy? Is like the tour is like of all places is like progressive on this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like the <clears throat> I saw the NFL is finally allowing energy drinks to advertise. <laughs> what was the what was the thinking behind that ban? Like what what was the rationale between not letting them advertise before energy drink? But like you see, like Rob Gronkowski, like you know, singing the praises of the CBD stuff, right? And they're just like, "Can you please let us have this? Like our bodies are in shambles for like five days a week," and you know. They they don't it's it's outlawed there they shit they're just coming around on energy drinks so like it's just interesting the tour is ahead of the game do you think it had something to do with Todd with this I I mean I I would say that I I'm sure the guy put a lot of work in but his his resurgence falls very similarly on a timeline oh, of like come on I'm of when CBDs run become prevalent on tour do you think it's a yip cure i CBD? think it's a it's an anxiety cure it, it yeah it's not, not cure but it definitely aids anxiety you know special yips potion i haven't ever actually i haven't tried to 
take it before playing golf. I haven't either, despite the... I'll tell you what. I get four damn emails a day of, from PR people, like CBD this, CBD that. It's the most... I mean, it's it's ubiquitous. They're avalanche of stuff they're trying to push on you, CBD. Uh, but congrats to Brendan Todd. We never doubted him. We were always in his corner. Genuinely happy for the guy. Two-year exemption. Spot in the PGA Championship. Um, where is he in the FedEx Cup? 17th. <laughs> He's opposite field events, don't. Don't. Just when you're beating, you know, Guy Boros and the like. <laughs> do you do you want me to run down uh, how how the how the guys that hadn't made cuts in three years did? Yes, yes, please. Thankfully, two please guys two guys will no longer be part of this statistic. <laughs> Carlos Franco. Great, that's good to hear. Hell yeah! There turned back the clocks, made the cut. Although he stumbled Probably. on the weekend, he finished DFL in the main main <laughs> cut. In the made cut department, sixty sixth, and uh, you think he started warming up when he made the cut? He's like, oh shit, I guess I got to warm up, and that think, threw his game off. No, I think he flew in his uh, his uh, yerba tea caddy, <laughs> and they might have gotten a little loose. <laughs> Had a little too much tea, <laughs> not enough CBD. Congrats, Congrats to. Carlos, that's and, fantastic. And then uh, Ted Purdy made the cut too. <laughs> oh. Finished sixty second. Every other guy, every other guy listed missed the cut. Holy cow! I'm just looking at Ted Purdy's scorecard. Uh, everyone else missed the cut. Yeah, that's not surprising, right? No, not surprising at all. By the way, a bunch of people wrote in about Michael Sims just being like a local Bermuda guy. Apparently, like a great guy, great human being. Um, Do you see that qualifier only Bermuda residents could play in? No, I, I yeah, I mean, I heard about it, but I, I didn't see it until this weekend. Um, what do you think of that? Eh, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's better than giving the PGA Tour five more spots to fill. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Who knows what we would have uh, ended up with? There are a bunch of yeah Bermuda flags on the near the bottom of the leaderboard. Um, all right, enough about the Bermuda Championship. Just uh, kind of an enjoyable mid Sunday watch, though, right? I flipped over, especially when Todd watch was. You know, I turned off the NFL, flipped over the Bermuda. Um, all right, on the LPGA, Nelly Corda continues this kind of. Solheim Cup bump, as they're calling it, right? You've got Danielle Kane winning. <clears throat> you got Nelly Corda winning. Just a, a lot of uh, Americans pushing the top of the leaderboard here in the uh, fall. Um, what I found most intriguing, you see her caddy is the fiance of Carolyn, I'm not going to pronounce this, Mason, or is it Masson? I, think I did Masson. not see that. So, Corda's caddy is the fiance of Carolyn Masson, Mason, whatever her name is. Um, legendary Euro player, right? And they were in the final group together and in the playoff. That had to be and that's her fiance. Right. What if you're carrying the bag for somebody and Mrs. Fried Eggs trying to win an event and you're caddying against, for her opponent in the playoff and the final pairing? Well, Are you in the doghouse if, if you guys win? 
I think you're in, in a rare win-win situation where each way your household's bringing in some good loot. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, I'd be rooting for... I'd probably be rooting for... Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, like that's crazy, if right? Nelly, Nelly Corda like looks at Turk, like who are you rooting for right now? He'd probably be like uh, my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> she had some quote, but like he know. Well, I mean, I sign his paycheck. At the end of the day, he is on my team, and I am the one signing his paycheck. She joked, I guess. So, um, but that was that's an intriguing American women playing pretty good. Here mm-hmm. in the fall, uh, I want to talk uh, about um, this rules fiasco at at uh, LPGA Q School. Let's let's do that next. We'll do that news. Let's finish this results out. Oh, we got a big <clears throat> result, big last result. Oh yeah, I mean this was an incredible day. Rory, Todd, watch, and we've wrapped and good with, versus uh, evil. What does that mean? Anchoring versus non anchoring. Yes, yes. Mountain Dew versus anchoring. Yes. Do the do. Monty sets a tournament record. 63 at the Invesco QQQ championship. Um, Beats Bernard Longer in a playoff. Longer went in a bunker, took four shots to excavate his way out of this bunker, I guess. Um, And Monty two-putted for a par, I think, to win. So... Uh, he he must have you know overdid it on the dew in the morning. Posted sixty three. Now he's he's right there in the Schwab Cup standings. He's he's it's kind of an incredible day. No, oh. unbelievable day. And and other good versus. So the, evil, is I the saw. is the tour is the final event next week in the Schwab Cup? I don't know. You're asking me questions. I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I, I thought this was the third event. No, no, no. This was number two. I don't know why they took a week off. But yeah, the last Well, one's why like did they play minutes. three rounds? <laughs> that's, that's another. There's, there's your answer. Pertinent question. Also a pertinent question. Yeah, it's next week. Schwab Cup Championship at Phoenix Country Club. $2.5 million purse. So they added 500000 for that. Um, Monty's like... Within shouting distance of the top of the rankings now. So, as is Tommy Tolls, by the way. Just dramatically shooting up the leader. I want to talk about Tommy Tolls, actually. We'll talk All right, about let's talk so. about Tommy Tolls. We'll, so, I, we'll talk about give, it later this week. You want to give Tommy amazing, some time? Yeah, yeah. I have an amazing article. A guy was, like, literally digging ditches. Came back to play golf. He's like a landscaper. It's an amazing story. Well, he, was, um, he was, like, he finished high up in a in a masters what's he doing doing landscape yeah i i don't know came back to golf um so monty's in it i don't know i don't have many other champions tour thoughts i did get a little did you see kenny t had a good finish oh he did oh yeah i think he finished six i saw mccarran shot a 77 on sunday you know what Not I might good. do next week? I might sit down. Still number one on the Schwab Cup. I mean, he's got to be sweating it out. I might sit down and watch every minute of the of the Schwab <laughs> Cup finale <laughs> telecast. Just just come in ready to just give my full report. Oh, my God. I did, speaking of <clears throat> dubious behaviors, anchoring and such, 
I got a little birdie. He dropped me a note about uh, Billy Mayfair DQ'd. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was, I've was i been wondering what, what old Billy, uh, <clears throat> I mean, shifty Billy, Bill- had been doing. Notorious kind of line stepper, habitual line stepper, as they say, right? He's one of the notorious guys for uh, marking his ball, mismarking his ball. Moving, you know, he'll, oh yeah, he'll lag it to three. He'll lag it to three feet and have a two footer, you know, coming back, kind of thing. Um, but I guess so. He he's his reputation precedes himself. Uh, but I guess he DQ'd himself only after he was like in a bunker, like kind of on a, uh, or I'm sorry, on a bank like above a bunker, and he put a club behind it and the ball moved. Um, so I guess he tried to argue that he, he was just hovering, but he didn't know it was all on tape and they had the tape and oh. so he had to DQ himself. Man. So, I mean, it, it's like, what are the odds that like, you know, this is the tape is running for Billy effing Mayfair. So, um, so here's the question. Should that be more than just a DQ? Well, he DQ'd himself. I mean, he saw the tape. He DQ'd he himself. Like what? Weren't they going to DQ him? I mean, yeah, I think like he had he had no argument. Obviously, they had the like he knowingly <laughs> knocked it out. But yeah, after first telling people he thought his club his club was hovering and didn't move the ball. But yeah, he, he the ball moved when he put his club behind it. So was it? Pr- uh, I wonder how blatant it was. Like this is my question: When if if <clears throat> golf is going to be a game of honor, right? If you then are like gung-ho you didn't do something and it's blatant that you did something shouldn't there be more of a penalty i mean that's true yeah Yeah, yes yes and especially when it's this is when we need a sound guy to have kick him off the tour duck (laughs) i mean when it's someone like that as well right i mean there's a few notorious uh ball markers out there you know market nearer marco mira market nearer uh, there's another prominent one on tour currently, uh, at, at least rumors. Um, but yeah, Billy Mayfair, that, that's, that's a little juicy nugget there at the bottom of the leaderboard on the DQ. Um, all right. Should we move on to this Q school thing? This Christina, uh, Kim drama. Yeah. Christina, Kim, Kendall die. <laughs> and, uh, who's the third? Yeah, I can't remember who the third was. Should have written it down. Dewey Weber. Dewey Weber. It could be Weber. So probably is the, Weber based on my pronunciation record. For those that uh that don't know what happened. So Kendall Dye and Dewey Weber were both given two stroke penalties. And what happened was after Kendall Dye hit, she motioned towards uh Weber's caddy. Um the club that she hit. Essentially. Yep. Which yep. Yes. which is a blatant violation of the rules. Like you're so not Kim allowed to shot. Yeah. Par three. Par three. And and Weber's like standing over a ball. Doesn't even know this is happening. Die, you know, communicates with Weber's caddy. You know, is it eight iron, nine iron? And the caddy says, you know, whatever it was eight. I think they actually said the wrong number. She gave her the wrong club in the exchange of communication. So, I mean, Kim, here's this and you're, did you know this? You absolutely can't do this. Yeah. 
This is, I mean, right. you know this at, like, the youngest age. Right. So, like, the the workaround is, like, these guys put their bags down next to each other and, like, whatever. Kind of sidle up and look what number's missing, right? When yeah, you can look, like... Right. It's okay, but right. you can't move anything. You can't ask a question. You, but you basically right. you can't get specific information. Like, I, I even think that yardage is pretty. Like, what does that plate say? Is not that's not a rule violation. Yardage isn't really a rules violation. But like, right. You can't be like, how far did that play? You know. Right. Right. So what sucks for the Weber is like she wasn't even like nearby i mean she was yeah but her caddy up. should know that i oh no i know i mean it sucks for her Her caddy screwed up die kind of initiated it she's like a 10-year pro christina kim who was on top of it like brought it up after the round and they add two strokes and i think it was weber blew up the next day after the penalty shot 82 mm-hmm. and die rinsed her last tee shot um on on uh the last hole just with two shots outside the the, the cutoff for a card um so i don't know christina kim then tweets about it like like cryptically a little bit on halloween night thursday night it's like quick psa if you're a golfer please read and know the rules please that's it and it kind of blew up from there so. yeah I, a lot of people were giving her shit about about <clears throat> you know, essentially enforcing the rules. Well, yeah, she's she's like saying she's being called a narc. I saw Kip Henley, like very obviously outspoken caddy on Twitter, seemed to think it was Bush League for Kim to do that and that it's a bigger story than it's been made out to be. Um, I, I just... Also, so there's, there's this thing as a competitor protecting <laughs> the field, right? Yeah, right. Because especially in this situation... Right. If you if right. if somebody tells you what club you hit and then you got and then your caddy waves you off a different club because they know this and the, it saves you a half a shot or a shot right like that's the margin right. between getting a job and not getting a job and it, and the right. the whole point of this it's not the situation it's protecting your job as a competitor your job as the playing partner of the other play of uh, is to protect the field from this kind of stuff because it's not about just you it's about all 80 people in the field or 90 people in the field right right I, i'm just i get uh, would you is tweeting about it but like over the line or something i guess die called like that's where she took issue with it she's like that's unprofessional she called it unprofessional going public and tweeting about it as christina kim who's pretty active twitter you know it's like i'm very disappointed in a fellow player's unprofessional and public action for taking this to, to twitter i don't know i mean i don't i don't think she actually she was cryptic about it of course that probably ignited the investigation to what she was referring to but it's just another example of of if you're playing golf on on tour you need to know the rules right like this is a the the thing about this is this is not like a new rule. This isn't an obscure rule. It's like, you know, there's like a rule if when you're off the green and a playing competitor asks you to mark your ball, you can't pick up the ball 
and put it in your pocket because that could be deemed that you're cleaning the ball. Like you can't improve your lie by marking your ball off the green, right? Like that's an obscure rule that I don't expect. I could, if somebody messes up, I don't expect like be like, okay. But like, this is like the most basic, simple rule that you're taught when you're like just starting junior golf. Right. Uh, I think Di in her, also part of her statement, she's like, this has happened hundreds of times when I'm on tour. Well, and that's a problem. Thousands of times. Here's what she said. I've seen this done thousands of times between players, caddies, and media and never seen one penalty called. So. This is a problem because like that, your job is competitive. You're not protecting the field <laughs> if you're doing that. It's the same thing with backstopping that everybody says isn't a big deal. I it mean, is. it just seems like an easy thing to not do and just go effort to figure it out on your own without, you know, seeking communication and, and affirmation from a caddy or another player, right? Just do, you know, if you want to look in the bag and try to find it, then go for it. So are you okay with that? Or do you think that shouldn't be allowed? I, I'm okay with that. It's a gray area. It's kind of hard to figure out how you would I I mean like you just it. but you can't if you're playing like I mean a lot of times if I'm playing in a tournament I like and I don't want somebody looking in my bag like that yeah. and that's the thing it's like it's a disadvantage if you have the honor and you're going first on a par 3 because like those are hard shots. You don't know which way the wind's blowing. You don't know what it is like if you put your towel over your club so people can't see. Right. That's true. That's true. Yep. All right. Any other thoughts on that? Good. Yeah. I, I t- tend to side with you and Christina Kim. I mean, it just seems like a thing that I, I, I don't know. I, I think she's fine for bringing it up. I just, I'm shocked that like she's kind of being excoriated for as like a narc and all this stuff. So, um, other news. Phil finally drops out of the top 50 in the world. I think it was 26 years, I want to say. 1993. You see who bounced him? I didn't see who number 50 is. You see who knocked him out? Guy finished two on the Japan Tour. Shugo, our boy, finished second on a Japan Tour event. Oh, I'd love to, to get as close. I'd love to get as close <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Do you think we... You think we see somebody in the top 50 for 26 years? No. Again? It's not going to happen. I mean, Jordan Spieth is going to drop out of the top 50. Brendan Todd dropped out of the top 2,000. Uh, How, Tiger dropped. What if Spieth's like not eligible for WGC events next year? I, I mean, it's, it seems possible. I don't know, maybe even likely. It's, it's, yeah. What did he do this week, by the way? T43. Okay. That's just. T, T66 at, at Zozo, T8 at, at Nine Bridges. That's just the kind of, yeah, player he is. He's a very T43 kind of player right now, I would say. Um. All right. Other news. Sabatini. You see Saba survey. I, I haven't even actually looked at this survey. I've only seen the headlines. 
uh, lazy millennial here. I, I, I didn't want to dive into it. Yet, I, 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 always I actually read a, I read a recap <laughs> one that highlighted the 11 most interesting ones, but I found most of them uninteresting. I think I would have found 11 different ones that were more interesting. Oh, you read some sort of like BuzzFeed-esque yeah, like it was, clip of the survey? Yeah, on golf.com. So I think it's a golf.com player survey, and it was players you'd least likely to least want to play with as a playing partner, or worst playing partners. I forget the phrasing. And it was Bryson and Sabatini. It's, it's tough for Savo. It's not not surprising. We know that we know that he who someone who does like playing with him. Patrick Who's Reed. That? Patty Reed, that's right. Hey, um, can we talk about uh the President's Cup picks? Who who's I mean, who? we'll talk about that on Wednesday. They're doing it Thursday, right? Okay, we'll talk Wednesday about that. What 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 what, what do you have a thought you no, want to get out no, there? We can wait till an Wednesday. early favorite. <laughs> we can wait till Wednesday. Hey I mean I, it would be Sabatini if he hadn't defected to Slovakia. Yeah. Hey It would be. I go ahead. I, I, I on the topic of the poll. Here's another yeah. interesting. Here's one of the interesting ones that I pulled from the ag, from the eleven interesting ones. This is the only one that I found interesting. Yeah, not um, was that uh, while the tour changed the way it goes about driver testing at events. Fifty eight percent says say tour pros say it's still not good enough. Interesting. Huh. I mean, that's good. You, I mean, oh, you need the players to start forcing the hand, right? Somebody that's the issue. Banging that's- the drum. <laughs> you know what you know what driver testing's what driver testing is? What's that? Protecting the field. <coughs> it is true. It, I mean you can't have guys out there with just Juiced up, yeah, right. Juiced up equipment. See, like that's the Bears might have a quarterback if we, uh, if we, if they allow juicers in the NFL. You juice up Mitch, might be, <laughs> might be worthwhile. But they hey, have the Steelers ju- are a franchise because they figured out juicing ahead of everybody else in the seventies. Probably wouldn't. That's my hottest NFL take. Steelers would have moved. It's just a listless, useless franchise. And then they figured out juicing. And now they're like, you know, one of these blue bloods like the Packers. But Pittsburgh wouldn't even have an NFL team if not for, you know, getting on the stair, getting on the juice early. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just. Uh, hey, you want to talk about good. the Browns? I mean, what do you want me to say? We fucking suck. <laughs> we lost to some guy that I didn't know was an NFL player quarterback. Brandon Allen. Were you familiar with this person? Just because I knew he was playing this week. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a pretty close watcher of college football. I guess he played at Arkansas a couple of years ago. It could have been Josh. I had no idea who this was. Josh Allen, Woody Allen, Fulton Allen, anybody back there could have been. I like. I had no idea who this guy was, and he just starts lighting us up in the first half. And you know, Freddie Kitchens is like in this. You know the the camo thing. Looks like he's sleeping in a bed of leaves all week in like the Cleveland Metro Parks, and he's challenging like spots, which is that never. When's the last time that ever they overturned a spot on a challenge? 
and, and overturned it to give you the first down or stop the first down. That they'll like, I was like, yeah, actually, it's half a yard uh, up the field, but they still make sure they don't give you the first down. So he challenges like a spot. Of course, that fails. And we're out of timeouts with like four minutes to go and need the ball. Like, we need timeouts. And our red zone offense is a disgrace. We, we just kick field goals all day. We don't know how to run routes like within like a compact field. Um, you know, Odell and Jarvis Landry are wearing these like, you know, shoes that are illegal. They got to change at halftime. It's just like a circus. We like I could fall back on the schedule being hard, like really hard. And now I can't. We lost to Brandon Allen. You know, Baker Mayfield looks like a homeless person. He's just lost all his mojo. He missed missed Odell going down the sideline wide open for on fourth and four. Would have won the game. Um, it's it's a bad we've got we've got some safety threatening people on Twitter, threatening to kill them, shoot them. Which Didn't you guys good. have Laurent, Laurent Landry at one point? No, no, we never <laughs> had him. No, no, no. So, like, this safety is, like, threatening to kill people. He wants to shoot them on Twitter. This is not a good... He's can, can I read full, you a stat? He's read in you a full stat? pads in the locker room tweeting at people he's going to shoot them. Can I, can I read you a stat? Yeah, Might make ahead. you just have a little bit of perspective. Yeah, go ahead. The ba- Mitchell Trubisky in the first half had four completions for 12 yards, and he had three sacks for negative 23 yards. He had negative nine yards <laughs> in the first half. Someone tweeted that, that he was averaging like 3.4 inches of completion at one point. It's just negative nine yards. I love I'm, Matt Nagy. Uh, you know, looking to the Nationals for inspiration. That that's like what are you, you're in the team meeting. He's like, "How about that?" The Nats one time were this guy. So probably looking every like, what is this my guy fa- one of my favorite things is people are like blaming the Bears defense, like their defense sucks, their defense. And it's like you realize in the first half, there's at a point when when the the Eagles had had the ball for sixteen and a half minutes, and the Bears had had the ball for three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Like they're always right. on the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just got it's got to be kind of deflating, soul crushing. The you Eagles can't... ran seventy eight plays today, and the Bears ran forty two. It got kind of close in the second half, right? It, it was phony, just close. garbage. Yeah, garbage points, like garbage time. the The Bears went into like a jumbo set and started handing the ball off, and and they started. Like running down, they actually started to play well. Yeah, but then they needed. To, eventually, Just, they needed to throw the ball to win. Can you make sure you deleted that text that I sent you? Maybe with a little too much Tito's and Turvis that one August night or September night, saying, "I think the Browns and Bears might actually play in the Super Bowl." I was can thinking make about sure that, that. That's deleted into the ether because the Browns like. Whatever we're two and six. We our schedule is much easier. But if you can't bring Brandon Allen and we're falling apart, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Freddie Kitchens should not be on the plane ride home from Denver. Do the Lane Kiffin thing. It's just it's not it's not happening. It's not working. So here's a question: Would you rather be stuck? So you can't make any moves and have Freddie Kitchens and uh, 
and uh, Baker or Ryan uh, or uh, shit, Matt Nagy and uh, Nagy. Trubisky. I was just I thinking would, of Ryan Pace. I, I mean, I would rather have Baker and Freddie. <laughs> you have to. Right? I mean, I, I'm not, I feel bad. Like, whatever, at least we're idiots, like interesting, doing dumb shit, like challenging weird stuff and, you know, intentionally false starting to then run... <laughs> You know, to save a timeout that you don't end up needing or using. Um, but, like, the soul crushing of having a horrible offense, just I, like that kind of, that's a certain kind of hell that I don't want to deal with. The thing about it is, I think if we had, like, any starting, had we traded for Dalton, I think we, we'd have a competent offense. Like, our, our skill players are really freaking good. The guys yeah. are open all game long. We just have a guy that can't get the ball to him. And, and all right, so here's Philadelphia s- was just all they were doing. Every third down was just sending the house because they knew yeah. that Trubisky. He's afraid to throw the ball. He does. He yeah. knows he can't make the throw himself. He's he's done. He's Brandon Whedon territory. You know, I've I've seen this play many times. I have a I have an outsider's question for you. Is is Ryan Pace a good GM? Like no. obviously that that's like a disaster of a pick taking that ahead of Watson and Mahomes. Well, the but other like, thing has he, he gave done Mike Glennon though. He, otherwise, he gave Mike Glennon twenty five million dollars yeah. in the same right, draft. Right. He drafted a D three tight end that's like the third <laughs> tight end of the on the roster with the second round pick. Like who's that? Shaheen. Shaheen. Is that his name? Yeah, he's terrible. So he's so he it's like it's much more than just that disaster of a Trubisky ahead of okay. Watson and Mahomes. so he gave Glennon a boatload of cash, and then he yeah. he traded up to get Trubisky and picked it over. Like, how can you possibly let him decide who our next quarterback is? <laughs> right, fool right. me like it's the fool me once, fool me twice thing. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He didn't. Yeah, he lost the privilege. Doesn't get to do it. So. Uh, the thing is, like, all right, we're talking a lot of football. Here, all right, let's go. Let, this this was so it was just so predictable, and I feel your pain. I'm sorry. Like it was so predictable. The guy had no college record to speak of. Like he had no like it was just the most predictable shit ever. Or you could have picked the all guy right. that just won the national. Like that was right. just like dominant college player. Right, 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 right. All right. Any other golf thoughts? You good? Uh, I, I just, I'm glad we waited till the end to get that. I, I don't think I could go on anymore. I'm, I am right. happy that the Patriots just got 37 hung on them. Oh, good. I haven't been keeping up with that. Talking about the Bears, 85 Bears defense. <laughs> they, played, they haven't played one team that was even decent. It's the most unfair bullshit ever. Lamar working out for the Ravens and now Baker regressing. It's not fair. Um, all right. Enjoy. This was a good day Fred, for golf. Freddie wouldn't have been able to work with Lamar. Well, I, that's true. Hugh and Freddie. It's, it's Fred, <laughs> would you rather have Hugh or Freddie? Oh, my God. But that's a question. I mean, I still think it's it's Freddie. I mean, Hugh Jackson, I think, might be the worst NFL <laughs> coach a, of all time. It's a legitimate question, though. It is, but I think it's got to be Freddie. What's... So the problem here is like, 
We got to stop talking about football. The problem here is this is a special kind of Browns misery because, like, the team, the talent is actually, like, there. Like, we're supposed to be talented. As opposed to Hugh, like, we were trying to lose for a season. So, uh, and we just have this bumbling idiot, you know, squandering talent and encouraging everyone to get penalties. So, uh, all right. Good day of golf, though. Rory, Brendan Todd, Monty. Just a fantastic day for uh, champions. And we'll get a President's Cup this hey, week. Hey, also, one last football thought. David Hearn, by the way. Hey, every, making a push. Every, everybody that hated on my lovey call, you guys can all just you know stick it where the sun, sun don't shine. That's right. I might have been wrong about the Bears, but lovey's turned around the program. Never doubt NFL Coach of the Year at the college level. Are you guys bowl eligible now? One more win. We need one more oh. win. Don't count your chickens. What? Even if we don't make a bowl. Oh, you're playing year's... Northwestern, right? Yeah, Northwestern's a disaster. <laughs> they haven't scored a touchdown in like two months. <laughs> Dark days. I saw Dark Spencer days. Hall tweeted something about about Fitzgerald. Uh, he, him, uh, how he he had that rant about there's forty thousand people on Twitter. Like, Email me at hashtag don't care. Email me at hashtag I don't care. And how well, that's not how email scored, works, they coach. Had, they hadn't scored a touchdown since. <laughs> not good. Matt Fitzpatrick's soldiering through it though, over in Dubai or wherever he'll be. So, all right, all good right. football chat. We'll uh, talk to you guys on Wednesday.